0: Tokusatsu, taking the form of many shows including Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, and Metal Heroes. And today, a group of fans come together to review it for you as Toku Secrets. Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Toku Secrets Podcast presented by AnimeSecrets.org. I am your host, Nathan Nassau, and today we are going to be returning to our Review of the beloved Sentai Go Gokaidra series. We got a lot of episodes to cover today. We're back to doing the original plan where we review 10 episodes in one video. And of course, when I say we, I mean me and a few other people that are with me for this treasure hunt. So if my two crewmates will please tell the audience your name.
1: Hi, I'm Rizwan. I am here and ready to talk about Go
2: Gokaidra.
3: Cool. and also here is Anthony Davis basically I'm just I'm just you know I'm just here because you know hanging up of GoKyger so I'm always going to talk yeah. about it
0: well, okay. before we get back to our treasure hunt with GoKyger we got a couple of things to talk about uh, the first uh, thing I want to do is make a brief announcement um, we at the same time that we're going to be doing this uh, we're also planning to uh do a brief review of the power ranger season that is currently airing although it might have finished airing by by the recording of this video unless i'm mistaken and the whole season is on netflix but anyway uh that would be power rangers dino fury we're going to be checking that out and we're not going to do episode by we're not going to do like split it into multiple videos it's just going to be a season overall so i hope you guys will check that out um, and if you haven't watched Dino Fury, I've only watched three episodes, but so far it's pretty good. So I definitely recommend it. Um, but with that being said, uh, we're going to move to the uh, ran out section, the randomly assorted news of tokusatsu. We got two major pieces of tokusatsu news to talk about. Uh, the first and foremost... And this is actually very recent. In fact, as of the recording of this video, this happened like three days ago. The new Sentai that will be airing in 2022 has been officially trademarked and leaked by Toei. Now, we have no images or any scans, which is normal at this time. But we do have a name, and it is called Avataro Sentai Don Brothers. And all I'm going to say about that before I let these other guys give their thoughts is that I guess the best way to sum this up is you know uh, there there's a there's a Tokusatsu YouTuber who I recommend watching. He's not really that big, but he's he's pretty cool. I've talked to him personally a couple of times. His name is Tokyo Rider Go. Um, he said that su- sentai if it's going to be m- probably going to be moving into an era of like trying new ideas, which you can obviously tell with Zin because that's pretty different from what Sentai's been doing lately. And if there was ever a sign that they are going to be trying some new stuff, it's this Sentai because like Don Brothers, really like there's no like no like jur at the end or. You know, someone like that. The only other Sentai that I know that have such a unique name is GoBusters, so I'm really curious, though, I do have to ask uh, is the team going to be completely male, like it was in Sun Vulcan? Because it's going to be kind of awkward if there's a few female rangers called brothers. What do you guys think?
1: So, here's my thoughts on it. Um, When I read up on Dawn Brothers the other day when he DM'd it to me, um, what I saw was, so Avatar, Avatar of Sentai Dawn Brothers. Avatar probably meaning Avatar, like, you inhabit another body. So possibly this is going to be a season where the Sentai Rangers, um, they have like an Avatar state body that they can inhabit when they're battling. And that could be how their Henson works, I guess. Um, I'm not quite certain how else it could work, but... I'm kind of thinking this would be more leaning into that idea of let's have an avatar body here um, for it. And this could be good to like, just have a different premise altogether um, as far mm-hmm. as like this creativity. And as far as it goes to Don brothers, I'm not certain if this is the correct translation of what I'm thinking it'll be. But to me, Don brothers I get like a crime family vibe in that Dawn is a very well-known term for crime family, I guess, or like crime lord is a better way to put it. Yeah. And if you look at other like Japanese um, works, you'll see mm-hmm. a lot of people say um, Anaki. And Anaki, from what I can tell, I'm not a... I don't speak Japanese full-time. I, I barely know the language, but from what I infer from watching different animes and stuff. Uh, anaki can translate to, like, not your blood brother, but, like, somebody who's been through a struggle with you. Like, um and Gurren and Lagann, Kamina, and Simon had that bond. They're not related, but they have that bond. And they call, you know, they're Anaki. So I'm kind of thinking here, it could just be a reference to hey, um, we have these people who are possibly in some kind of crime organization who are sentai rangers, however that would work. And they could have male and female people who are kind of part of a family. Um, Now, even if I'm incorrect about the Don part of it, and it's just like the brother part, that could still be indicative of more like familial stuff rather than... Literally, it's your five dudes, you know, like there's more of an interpretation that can happen. Like, you know, even in the Western world, you call bro to I can call Nathan and Nancy my bros. But I can also say, like, if Nathan was Nathina, then I could be like, hey, Nathena, you're my bro, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it it's it's open interpretation. I don't know. I, I'm hoping I'm right about the crime family thing because I think that'd be very interesting. But also, I have no real basis to back it up except for here's my ignorant idea of what I think it means.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's possible. Um, I do want to say that uh, uh, based on what uh my girlfriend who speaks Japanese said uh, I mean she's from Japan uh, she said about the uh about the kanji for Avataro um she hinted that it might have some that it's like it has something to do with like a rampaging or something like it's similar to abba ranger now that now now that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a dinosaur themed sentai it could just you know it could be something more about like just rampaging or something but so i don't know if it'll be a uh, avatar or something maybe it maybe it's something may i hope that's the case because that would be an interesting concept but just wanted to give some clarification that that's what my girlfriend was getting from the kanji um but uh, what do you think anthony you haven't said anything
3: um to be honest with you i'm not actually entirely sure what they might do um (laughs) <laughs> I was going to make the joke that, like, oh, yeah, cool. It Dawn Brothers, that mean that uh, Doc's finally going to get a Sentai named after him? Or
2: Hell, character- yeah.
3: That'd be awesome. <laughs> right. Because, okay, actually, uh, Dawn is the only character who's named Dawn in Sentai. I know the main villain of uh, Q-Ranger, his first name is Dawn, so...
1: Okay, it's confirmed. This random evil villain from Key Ranger and Don from Good Guys are related. Oh wow! <laughs> Carry on.
3: I, I mean, I wish, but that that's not the case.
0: Well, it'll be an interesting uh, thing to view. I'm really curious to see the scans and what they'll what they'll reveal. Uh, funny thing is, is that uh, before uh, the name dropped, there was uh. There were some things that were leaked about some new toy sales. And there were rumors going around that it was going to be called... Uh, the new one was going to be called Baku Sentai. Which, if that was the case, Baku means explosion. Um, uh, so, I don't know. Maybe this could still be an explosion-themed Sentai. Which, if they do that, I'm all for it. Because the last Sentai to be themed after... All explosions, and in fact, the only Sentai was Dynaman, and that came out before anybody in this podcasting room currently was born. So
1: Dynaman,
0: it's nice to uh, it's nice to be revisiting older ideas. So uh, but yeah, you know,
1: looking looking online some more, it's also possible that Avatar could be a reference to like an Avatar where. The Sentai Rangers take an Avatar body into the cyber world, and that's where the stuff happens?
0: They did that a little bit in GoBusters, so it would be nice for that concept to be explored more.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, if that's the case, that'd be really fun, but also again, it's all hypothetical. We don't really know,
0: but... Yeah. Just speculation. Yeah. All speculation. Nothing more. But I think a lot of us are just happy that, you know, there is another Sentai, because... Um, I don't know. I think a lot of us were afraid that something was going to happen since the trademark came out a little too late, but yeah. now it's Sentai safe, as per usual.
1: I mean, it's happened before. Yeah. I mean, it's not like this is the first time we've had a Sentai trademark come out this late. I think it's happened,
0: like, for Tokyo or seen, something. I've yeah. never seen one come in November. The latest I've seen is, like, very late, like, like Halloween week of October, but this is this isn't really that far off.
1: No, I mean, given the way Halloween fell this year, I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted to wait for the next business day after Halloween to do something. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I also like heard rumors from like the new Sentai that like um, two of these Zen Kygers are gonna are gonna uh, be also in it as well, but I'm not sure if that's true or not.
0: That'd be cool. I mean, because there were also rumors that that the next Sentai to come up was uh, would be like a sequel to Zin which I'm really curious to see. Because yeah, like the the only other Sentai that's like a direct se- the only Sentai so far that's a direct sequel to um, to the previous Sentai is Sun Vulcan because it was made to kind of be a direct sequel to Dingy Man now. It, there's nothing spectacular about it. The only thing is that a villain from the from Dingy Man was in Sun Vulcan. It's not like you had a huge team up with the Dingy Man and the Sun Vulcan, although that was originally planned, but it didn't happen. So it would be cool to see like a modern day Sentai in this uh, Reiwa era try to be where like you know the Sentais are like direct sequels to them. I'd like to see what Power Rangers does if, no, 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 what uh, Sentai does if they do something similar to what Power Rangers did in the Zordon era, where every season was like a sequel to the previous one, and it was just a continuation of the same ongoing story. If you guys know what I mean.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the other big piece of news um, is that Hasbro has officially announced, and this this was announced uh, a couple of weeks ago? can't remember exactly. Uh, but long story short, Hasbro, I don't know if they're discontinuing it or if it, or if the deal just expired and they don't want to renew it. Um, but long story short, Power Rangers is no longer going to be airing on Nickelodeon. It is going to be a Netflix exclusive. Um, now I got a really long thing I want to say about this, but I don't want to drown out Rizwan and Anthony, so you guys give your comments on this before I go completely before I get really angry.
3: <laughs>
1: Anthony, you can go first. <laughs>
3: uh, okay, so I feel that they honestly... like this might be a good thing, but it also could be like a kind of annoying thing. Because like it's not like on a show where you just have to that you have to wait weekly to watch it, as opposed to Netflix is kind of different. When it comes that like they don't usually they don't show a full season of anything unless it's not made by Netflix. If that if that, if that catch my drift, it's more or less you'll get you'll get episodes like of an entire show if it's made by Netflix or it's like made specific form from Netflix. Whereas Power Rangers, you might get maybe, like, half a season, um, you know, one time, and then you might have to wait a month or two for, like, the, the rest of it, and God knows how long, and it's like, eh. But the good news is it's not, on, it's not on Nickelodeon. I mean, they'll probably have better promotion on there than on Nick. Those are my thoughts, at least.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> On my end, um, I'm probably going to steal some of Nathan's thunder. I'll try not to, Nate, I promise. It's but, cool. Uh, I, I'm very happy to hear Power Rangers is leaving Net- Nickelodeon because, in my opinion, a lot of the stuff we've seen over the last, uh, I guess it's been close to six, seven years now. When did when Megaforce come out? Like, 2014, I think. But anyway, for the longest time, we've been watching a lot of our fandom kind of call that the end of times is coming for this franchise in America because we're not getting the proper attention here. Uh, Nickelodeon decided, let's do eight episodes, then wait a whole summer, and then release, like, five more episodes and wait a little bit longer. And while all this, like, waiting around is going on in between episodes, uh, Europe is getting it first the Russian states are getting first. So I remember for uh Super Mega Force back when we had a talk with Santa Digital Ranger, we were having trouble going on the internet because we we couldn't get on the internet without getting spoiled about, oh well, Super Mega Force, this is gonna happen next because we've seen the uh, preview in France or dude, look at these screencasts in the Russian broadcast or Whatever, and like it's always like that for every release. When you get to the second season of any Nickelodeon-aired PR season, you always have this awkward period of time where all the European countries and most of the other countries in the world have already seen it, and we're stuck here in America waiting until October. Well, maybe September, but normally October is when it really hits off. Yeah. And that sucks. I mean, for me as a fan, I want to be able to see stuff as it happens. Like, for example, not to give a huge spoiler, I mean, everyone by this point should at least know that Lord Zed makes their cam- uh, return appearance in Dino Fury. If you don't, I really apologize, but by this point, if you haven't heard that, you're probably living under a rock. No offense. Um, And look, Lord Zed is... Pro- I have a deeper connection to him than most any other the villains in PR. Um, because I grew up being terrified of him. And oh, same. like he, he's terrifying. He's he's literally muscles and bone with like this menacing voice it's, and all that stuff. And on a more personal- terms, Yeah, but-, but then on a more personal level, you know, he was like- uh
0: Just to put in, like, funny thing is is that a lot of parents called Saban to say that he was too frightening by himself. That's why they had to bring Rita back so that they could offset how frightening he was. That's a huge statement in how scary he was.
1: And, you know, in the years since, I've had the opportunity twice to meet Robert Axelrod, who is the voice for uh, Lord Zed. And three things about that. Number one, Robert Oxnard, may you rest in peace. You did the world of Power Rangers so much good that so. we owe you so much thanks for this for being there when we were kids. Um, Second, he is the most interesting of people to meet in, per- in person. I'm sorry that's not possible for people to meet him now, but he was just fascinating to me in that When when I met him, um, he was he came to a he came to a convention that I went to in uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana, which if y'all don't know where that is, it's somewhere in in between Houston and Lafayette. If you don't know where Lafayette is, somewhere between New Orleans and Houston, (laughs) on the western side of Louisiana, it's a small little town, nothing really, you know, that big. And the convention managed to bring him down, and I actually did an interview with him, and that dude was so nice. Like, you know, yeah, he wanted to make his quick buck to get some autographs signed because that's what they're there for. But he gave time to do an interview with me. He was a really cool guy, and we connected. And the reason I'm saying all this stuff about Robert Axelrod and Lords Dead is because when I heard he was coming, when I heard Lords was coming back, I was so excited, but I was also really frightened because Axelrod is gone. How are they gonna do this without him, or how right. could they do this without him? So, on one hand, I was really anxious because I wanted to know what happened. On the other hand, I was really excited to see my childhood come back again for nostalgia purposes. But the thing that really pissed me off was getting on Twitter one day and seeing—I I probably shouldn't say too much—but I saw like somebody on Twitter with like a direct download. To the French episode of that of Lord Zed's appearance, and I downloaded it just out of curiosity. I got like one, not even a minute in. I got like a half a minute in, and it bugged me because it was in French, so I couldn't hear that iconic voice or the attempt at the iconic voice that I grew up with. I couldn't see Lord Zed. I could see the French Lord Zed, but not our Lord Zed. And that was a problem. I mean, look, Rangers is an American thing. Well, yes. you know, Sentai was where it began, but Power Rangers as a franchise is American. We, we are the reason it came to the United States. So Bonwar hey, bon is yeah,
0: there. Lord we, Zed is a completely American villain because he had yeah. no Sentai counterpart.
1: Exactly. So, like, you know, Zed is American. He, this entire production of everything... Up until the Disney era, we had all American actors. Yeah, we sent them over to New Zealand, got some actors from there for subsequent seasons, but a lot of the funding is still American. And mm-hmm. it it boggles my mind that we let Saban and Nickelodeon make such a deal where the rest of the world could see something that we couldn't see for literally months. And I mean, you know, we always hear the thing about well, Latin America has to wait so so long to see something that America puts out. And you know, that's fine, but it it's it's that we put out and the rest of the world has to wait on us, you know, to see it because it has to be premiered in their regions at a later time. But for an American property to be aired in other countries first doesn't make sense to me. Because it just it just seems like an insult to us. It seems like Nickelodeon's like, yeah, we should be airing more SpongeBob, and I'm like, I don't want to see SpongeBob. I don't care about SpongeBob. I'm sorry, I don't like SpongeBob. I'm still like,
3: I'm not a fan of
1: newer stuff. Gold's I didn't stuff like any of it, period. But that's neither here nor there. But that's the priority. They're they're more focused on stuff that you know like that. So they don't care about PR. They don't care about the, what we're interested in. They're only interested in like their properties. They only hosted. Uh, Power Rangers because of a deal that Saban they made for licensing to put it out there because, you know, Fox went away, Disney stopped doing it. They had to find a new home after everything happened. So this is where they ended up, and I, it it sucked. And I mean, for years, I could remember times that me, Nathan, Frankie, all the guys in the talk center did Ranger, we would go off about how this needs to be away from Nickelodeon ASAP, mm-hmm. and maybe Netflix will take it. Maybe somebody will take it. And lo and behold, Netflix is here finally. Nathan, I'm sorry. I think I did more than I expected.
0: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm actually glad that you uh, covered that, uh, them, uh, I, I, I actually wasn't going to talk about uh, other countries getting the episodes before us. I'm actually glad that you brought that up, because that's a prop flaw that I, oddly enough as angry as I am, actually forgot about. Um, wow. But, but anyway, I'm going to say this right now. Uh, first of all, I hate Nickelodeon. I despise Nickelodeon with a passion. Now there are plenty of un now there are plenty of non uh, non PR related stuff that I could go off about why I hate Nickelodeon, like the fact that they, whenever they do get a good show, they run it into the ground to the point where it's no longer good, like with the Fairly Odd Parents or SpongeBob. I know that Riz doesn't like SpongeBob, but still. Or the fact, speaking of SpongeBob, that they're trampling on Steven Hillenburg's grave by doing all these really stupid spinoffs to SpongeBob, even though Hillenburg specifically said that he didn't want that. So they are literally trampling on the man's grave. But besides that, in strict relation to Power Rangers, so what. Power Rangers, like, historically, before it was on Nickelodeon, was always airing, with a few exceptions. Um, Historically, Power Rangers has had a really good track record of airing on networks or time blocks where it, where it, as an action show, fits in perfectly. Like, from Mighty Morphin all the way to, I think, late Wild Force. I don't know when they stopped, but at least in, a certain point in the Wild Force, I think after Reinforcements from the Future, they stopped. But anyway, they were airing on a time block called Fox Kids. And and Fox Kids had a lot of shows. They, had, they did a lot of action shows. They aired the first couple of seasons of the original Batman animated series before Warner Brothers took it to Kids WB. Um... But even then, you know, they did the original X Men animated series, the original Spider Man animated series. Um, They uh, and then they had some live action shows like the Goosebumps television series, which wasn't really an action show, but it was still. Well, first of all, I love Goosebumps, but it was kid War, But yeah, Power Rangers was kind of like the cool medium between, like it has action, like all these animated shows. But it's also live action, like shows like Goosebumps. You know, mm-hmm. then there was a brief period where it was in limbo when Disney bought the franchise. And oh, and I forgot to add, uh, it also had it also aired a lot of uh, Digimon episodes too. Um, yep. Fox Kids, um, then Fox Kids uh, got you know got canceled, and you know Power Rangers, which was now owned by Disney, started airing on ABC Family for Wild Force. I don't know how it aired. I don't know how Ninja Storm aired. I'm not sure how that happened. But then,
3: for no, four hey, no, years... ABC Family. Yeah, Ninja Storm, oh, that okay. was the first, the first season of uh, Disney's Power Rangers, which was kind of like Ninja Storm. I count Ninja Storm as the, as Disney's first real season. Yeah, yeah I know. That aired uh, ABC Family all the way up until, I think, Overdrive? I think Overdrive was the last season to air on there, and then... It went to...
0: Uh, Besides ABC, ABC Family, um, yeah. from Dino Thunder to uh, to um, Jungle Fury, Disney had its own little time block called JetX, which is yeah, what they used to air a lot of their action shows. They they aired reruns of some of the old Fox Kids shows, like the original X-Men animated series and, uh, and um, Spider-Man. There were some other shows that aired on there, like there was this show about some monkeys controlling a giant robot to fight evil called Super Robo Monkey Team Hyper Force Go. Dude!
3: That was a, that, yeah. that, that's nostalgia for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. There was a sort of kind of-ish anime show where some women like had these witch powers where they controlled elements, which was literally called Witch. Now, and Power Rangers from Dino Thunder to Jungle Fury aired on my time block. Now... Power Rangers didn't fit in quite as much as it did with Fox Kids since it was the only uh, live action show compared to all these animated shows, but it still fit fine because it was an action show. And then then Disney discontinued Jet X and they just had RPM airing really early in the morning on ABC because at this point they were, op- they were actively trying to get Power Rangers canceled, so they put it on as early as they could so nobody would watch it. Um, well, the problem is, is that Nick, pardon me, Nickelodeon is not, never was the kind of network that I would say has the shows where Power Rangers would look good airing next to. Now, I get what they were doing because at the time when Nickelodeon was uh, was bought Power Rangers, they were trying this thing with some action shows. Like I know that there were two other shows that they did. There was this one show called. The Troop, which was basically a Men in Black rip-off, except the characters are in uh, high school, and that, w- that was a terrible show. I didn't like it. Uh, and then there was another show called Super Ninjas. Never watched it. The only thing is that uh, I know is that they spelled super wrong. They spelled it S-U-P-A-H because Pruitt didn't receive Q. I, and,
3: uh, do, I like, that, like that show because it had freaking um... Uh, Doors Decay and Johnny Bass was also on there too. He he appeared in a couple of episodes of that show too. I okay, mm-hmm. but
0: but still, like Nickelodeon was trying to hand at action, and I get it. You know, you're gonna you're gonna get one of the biggest action franchises for kids to try and jumpstart this thing. But the problem is, is that a lot of these action shows they're trying to appeal for to kids. But Nickelodeon's way of appealing to kids is like. Try to make every. This was also a point when iCarly was at its peak of popularity, and every live action show on on Nickelodeon was trying to be iCarly, where you know they would use all this dated dialogue like "What up, my peeps" and stuff that nobody even says anymore. It's just really cringe dialogue. They would always have people spewing bad puns, which again, one of the biggest criticisms of Power Rangers during the Neo Saban era. At least I don't know, uh, like they did this especially in Mega Force and Samurai and a little bit of Dino Charge too is where the Rangers are just talking and spewing lame dialogue in the middle of fights. I guarantee you that is because Nickelodeon wants to be like, see kids, we got we got people spewing bad puns. We get you, worth it, we're with it, duck a duck, duck, I wish <laughs> What the hell was that? I've <laughs> What Dr. Evil did on Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, "Yeah, no, know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. so... That was very unexpected to hear.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. But that's exactly what Nickelodeon was doing. They're trying to appeal with all these bad puns, and that is what ruined Power Rangers. I mean, you got the Rangers doing, like, you know, there's just way too much attempts at humor. There's moments where they're clearly trying to be too kid friendly. Like one of my one thing that really annoyed me is that in Dino Charge, the finale is not really the finale because they have a Christmas episode that takes place after the finale, where Ivan and Coda just come back to the present time just for that just just to celebrate Christmas, even though that makes absolutely no sense. Like, like overall. Nickelodeon was just making all these bizarre decisions, and it's and it's not stuff where they're putting genuine creativity in it. it it's like, I don't know if you guys have seen the Nostalgia Critic, but back in the day, he oh used no. to have these, uh, he used to have these like suit guys called Analysts, where, you know, they would make all these decisions called Charts, eh, with Charts, and I guarantee you that there's people there who were being like, well, according to the Charts, Power Rangers must have the Rangers Spew bad puns while they're fighting. Like, no! Nobody wants to see that! Power Rangers is not a show that should be modeled after iCarly. Power Rangers is its own thing, and the fact that they tried to make it more like all of Nickelodeon's dumb sitcoms is what ruined Power Rangers. And screw Nickelodeon for doing that, and screw them for putting Power Rangers into this position that it's in right now.
1: Also, don't forget oh, the Victor oh, and Monty oh, Fark that happen every episode.
2: You what?
3: Okay, Anthony. No, what I was about to say was what makes it even worse is that Ninja Storm had way better puns and way better fighting dialogue than than any of the Saban Air seasons. When well, these Saban air seasons, you want to know why? Because when the Rangers were trying to uh, trying to, like they did speak a little bit while they were fighting, but it was clever and they were trying to do the whole Spider-Man thing where they'll try like, they'll they'll say a bunch of things to insult their enemies to throw them off, kind of like how Peter Parker does from Spider-Man. That's what I got out of it, but Digital Storm's still my favorite season, so that's why I'd say that.
0: And again, I'm not saying that Nickelodeon is 100% responsible for all the issues we had with the Neo-Saban era. A lot of that really was because Saban was like addicted to trying to appeal to MMPR nostalgia. I know that Nickelodeon has nothing to do with that, but A lot of the quality decisions, I guarantee, was because of them. I mean, they they just wanted every season to be quirky and lighthearted and sitcom-like so that they could appeal to, like, really young kids. And it's just, they don't realize that they have a big franchise with such a big base that they could appeal to. And I'm beyond happy that Power Rangers is free of Nickelodeon. Now, obviously, there might be some drawbacks to it being on Netflix, like, there might be some less promotion or something. But I feel like overall, the good far outweighs the bad with moving to Netflix. And I'm just going to finish this off by saying, screw you, Nickelodeon. And uh, I I hate you. I genuinely do. <laughs> well
1: said. Quick quick side note. The views of this podcast do not in any way reflect anime secrets or its properties.
2: Have to learn okay. a disclaimer so we don't get sued. Disclaimer. Yeah, right. Disclaimer.
0: <laughs> if Nickelodeon wants to sue me personally, they can go ahead.
1: <laughs> He's like, I don't,
0: I don't care. I'm ready to fight. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Nathan will walk into that courtroom with like a briefcase full of documents on how they screwed up uh, Power Rangers, and that'll be his defense.
0: And the judge right. will become <laughs>
1: like nostalgic fanboy and be like, I got you, homie.
0: I'll take down Nickelodeon and everybody will cheer me and I'll be a hero. You will. Yeah.
1: Nay,
3: nay, 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 nay.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, now that we uh, got that out of the way, uh, we got a lot to cover here on our go-kydra treasure hunt. So we're going to Holy uh
1: crap. we're a go podcast today. I forgot.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's easy to forget. Um like I said at the beginning of this video, we're gonna be taking a look at episodes seventeen through twenty seven. Now, i'm gonna give you guys, I'm gonna give you all back home a brief recap of uh, what we've seen in Gokaiger so far. Um, so in our last vi- in our last two videos, uh, the GoKigers, um they obtained several grand powers. We're going to be uh, we're gonna talk about I'm gonna list off the grand powers that they have right now that they have in a second. But the big thing is that the Gokaijers have 15 new Ranger keys, all based on 6th Rangers. But their new enemy, Bosco, who is another space pirate, a former ally of um, Marvelous, he has 10 Ranger keys. We're going to be seeing a couple of them here in this video. And uh, just recently, when we last left the Gokaijers off, they had a crossover fight with their predecessors, the Go Sagers. And in the midst of that fight, they obtained... Multiple grand powers, roughly, uh, I think it was 11. Um, I'm not sure, but in total, right now, they have the grand powers of Go Ranger, Jaka, Dingy Man, Goggle Five, Dynaman, Bioman, Turbo Ranger, Die Ranger, Car Ranger, Gal Ranger, Deka Ranger, Maji Ranger, Bo Kinjur, Ranger, Go Wander, and Go Sager. And as the Go were sailing off with the Ghost Sagers, we saw a mysterious Silver Ranger watching them. But who is this Silver Ranger? Well, you're going to have to watch the rest of this video to find out.
1: Who is that guy? Hmm, I wonder who that could be. I don't know who that guy could be, man. I have no idea.
0: So anyway, we're, we're trying to the a series proper with episode 17 called The Amazing Silver Colored Man. Now, uh... <laughs> The episode begins with the Gokaiger's battling off a Zongyak attack in Gokaio, during which they show off some of their grand grand powers that they've already used, and then they finish it by showing off the Goseiger grand power, which in this case allows them to summon the Gosei Headers. Now, for those of you back home that don't know, uh, the Gosei Headers are the equivalent of the Zords from Power Rangers Megaforce. Um, The heads of the Zords, not the not the complete swords. I'm pretty sure they were called Mechazords in a Mega Force. Um, but yeah, they can summon the heads, all of them, and shoot them at enemies like missiles. And um while the go and as the go-kiders are battling, we see this hyperactive young man watching them who is really admiring them and seems pretty excited about seeing them, and he wants to see the other grand powers. <laughs> Pardon me. So after that, the Gokai just return to the Gokai Ganon. We get a brief recap of all the events that happened in the Go Gosager crossover movie, obviously, so that they can explain how they have all these grand powers in case you didn't see that movie. Um, they ask Navi for the next clue, and Navi's clue is that they warn him, is that he warns the Gokaigers of an amazing silver man. Which, for the record, I'm pretty sure Tilway meant to be a pun on the Amazing Spider-Man, but I could be wrong. Uh, anyway, it might be. Yeah. Uh, the go the go are out hunting, trying to find the man in silver, but but they're but they, of course, are unsuccessful. But during their time when they're searching, they encounter the man who was watching them before, who knows Marvelous's name. He tries to get the Gokaigers to help a kid who fell down, but they're just like, uh, no, he's a kid. He can just get up by himself. But then as the Gokaigers are out walking, they encounter a the latest Zonyak action commander, whom whom they engage in battle. Now during the battle, uh, the Gokaijers decide Gokai Change, more Marvelous, or the Quantum Ranger from Time Force. Uh, Joe becomes Maji Shine, or the Solaris Knight from, Mis- from Mystic Force. Luka, Mega Silver, or the Silver Space Ranger. Ga- uh, Dawn, the Dragon Ranger, or the Green Money Morphin Ranger. And I am Avar Killer, or the White Dino Thunder Ranger. Um, now, in the middle of the battle, the guy that the Gokai just keep encountering tries to get involved, but the Zhonyak retreats before he can. So as the Gokaijers are looking again, the man walks up to them. He introduces himself as Guy Ikari. He is apparently a super fan of Super Sentai and wants to join the Gokaijers, who all look at him as if he's insane. Um <laughs> and he offers to join them so that they can become a more beloved Sentai. And he gets, and he has this really weird daydream where like the Gokaijers are doing like I guess it's meant to be like some commercial or something where, where they're all where everyone except uh, I am is out of character. Like Marvelous is like, "Hey guys, I'm Captain Marvelous. I can get a little, I can mess up occasionally, but I still do my best." Nice to see you guys. And then and then Luke is like, "Hey guys, you guys all be polite." Uh, Don isn't in the daydream for some reason, and he points that out. And uh, I am is like, "Hey guys, I'm I am." Oh, I'm actually pretty unchanged, huh? And uh, and uh, the GoKigers reject uh, reject guy, thinking that he's just crazy, and they leave him. Um, but then a few minutes later, uh, they encounter Bazanjak again when they attack. And uh, but before they can engage, Guy shows up, and he reveals that he has his own Hinchin device, which we which is called the GoKai Cellular. And he has his own ranger key. He inserts it into it and uses it to change. And with the Gokai cellular, he is able to transform. And I am saying this as he introduces himself. GOKAI SILVER! The sixth
2: character.
3: The most amazing theme songs I've ever heard in my life. My God, it's so good.
0: Yeah. Um. Just a brief comment. uh, His suit isn't really uh, that unique compared to the Gokaiger's. It's basically just a silver colored Gokaiger suit. The only real change is that while the main five Gokaiger suits are made, helmets are made to resemble pirate, his has like a bandana over his head, which is a nice touch. That definitely does make him unique and it fits into the pirate theme. But anyway, uh, Guy begins battling the Gorman, uh, during which Marvelous is confused because he thought that there were only five Gokai jikis. Uh During this, we Guy shows off his own weapon because, of course, he's a Sixth Ranger, so he comes with his own weapon, uh, which is called the Gokai Spear, which is a big trident-like spear, and because this is a Sixth Ranger's weapon, it can also become a gun because that's what Sixth Ranger weapons do, and it's awesome. Of course. <laughs> And, uh, basically, to cut a long story short, um, the gokai um, uh, Guy saves the Gokaigers from a bomb that was rigged in the monster before it explodes, and then he defeats the monster by himself. And then the Gokaigers realize, wait a minute, Navi's prediction was about a silver man, and he's wearing silver. And they confront Guy about it, and that's how the episode ends. And, uh, and I j- just um, a brief thing, I'd um, well, uh, hold- I- I like for us to hold off on our opinions on uh, each of the individual episodes. I'd like to um, us talk about the debut arc as a whole after episode 19. So uh, with that being said, uh, I'm going to hand over uh, episode 18 to uh, Anthony. So go ahead, Anthony.
3: All right. Uh, the next episode is the Big Abari. The giant, the giant soul robot drill, and uh, this, this is the episode where we kind of reveal uh, how Guy got his powers and him using his me- mecha for the first time. Uh, so in this episode, um, basically the the go are basically like questioning Guy on how he got his powers and things of that nature. So his was actually pretty interesting because not a lot of people were actually thinking that this is what was a possibility, but this actually did happen. So Guy had was just, you know, doing his usual thing, just, you know, walking around, and next thing you know, uh, he sees this little girl that is about to be run over by, you know, uh the infamous truck truck coon. Now <laughs> in the in the anime world, um, we kind of make they have this this inside joke where like um trucks in both like America like in the uh and and Japanese and Japanese uh, shows in, like anime, like are just they their only purpose in life is just to run over people run people over, and like either kill them or send them to like another, uh, world via you know isekai you know, stuff like that. So that was just kind of hilarious that, that that was a thing too. Um, <laughs> so uh, guy ends up uh saving the girl, but he ends up getting in getting injured and and almost you know dies trying to save her. And so, he ends up waking, like, he ends up, uh, in a, basically, in a coma, basically. Or almost dying, in a sense. And he is, has, like, a kind of, like, a, a dream kind of, like, uh, stance where he basically, re- like, sees the ghosts of the three, uh, Six Rangers, who basically have, like, this similar, like, a kind of a similar theme to them. They were, like, kind of dinosaur-related, related, um... Six Rangers in a way where you have Dragon Ranger who from a uh, zoo ranger. Then you have a bar a killer um, from a bar ranger and time fire from time ranger. Um, the only one that's actually uh, shown Henshin that, that D Henshin's is a bar killer because I guess his actor was available to film, you know, for this episode. And he basically tells a uh, guy that, you know, we basically, we, Us, us as ghosts, (laughs) make you this Gokai cellular cellular phone, and we gave this uh, Gokai your key, and we want you, you to become Gokai Silver, and use our use our ultimate power, ultimate all three of our ultimate powers to you know, save the day, save the world, and and help the Gokai's out. And so he wakes up, and then he thinks, "Oh, this is all a dream, right? Like I just imagined all that stuff, but no, it wasn't a dream." Because he's literally holding the Gokai cellular and the Go key in his hand and it's just like whoa that this, this is legit. Very interesting stuff. Um, but Marvelous ends up taking uh his Gokai cellular phone and it's kind of like well well actually no no before that happens uh, he like Marvelous kind of, like wants a uh, guy to prove himself. To see the like, the what can he bring to the table as far as like he's as a gokaijiru goes? And guy didn't really have much of an answer for them because like he's like, um, do you have some kind of special skill that you can show us? And he's kind of like, uh, not really. <laughs> and um, because basically all the go have have like this uh this thing where like they have something they do they can do. That Marvels can't do, and so basically, in a way, they're kind of like testing guy to see if he's worthy of even being a part of this crew. And just because because he has the, you know, the sent the, the sentai powers that he can just automatically join the team just like that. No, 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 no. You have to prove yourself worthy to be part of
0: the, part of the, uh, the crew. Hey, I and think so the other, there was there was something I wanted to add. I'm sorry. Is it okay? Oh, hey, go
2: ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one thing that uh, uh, we need to uh, briefly mention is that uh, when Guy was given the Gokai Cellular and the Ranger Key, um, those three Sixth Rangers also gave Guy their uh, grand powers. Um, right. They were so, and, uh, so now we can conclude that uh, Guy is able to unlock those powers with the Time Fire, Dragon Ranger, and Abar uh, Killer Ranger Key. So, yeah, the Gokai just got three more grand powers.
3: Yeah, and it wasn't even that hard either. That was easy. Nope. <laughs> and so, um let's see. But uh, they actually did ask him, like, oh yeah, do you know how to use the six ranger key? These six ranger, I mean the, the, the three grand powers, uh and he's not really sure how yet. But he but yeah, eventually he'll figure out he'll figure it out by the end of the episode. And um so, while Marvelous has his uh, Gokai um, cellular phone, because he took kind of took it as a way of saying, hey, like, I need you to figure out what you can do for my crew, and you'll get this back. And so, um, Guy ends up responding to a Zongkak attack, that led by a new uh, action commander in a construction yard. Um, he can't change the Gokai Silver, because he doesn't have his uh, Gokai cellular phone, So, but he's still fights anyway and like that to me makes him more worthy of not just being a go kaijer but being a sentai ranger and a ranger in general because he's doing the classic you know i know this is all this like this is kind of like a like this has been done in sentai so many times before but in power rangers it's very refreshing to have a a ranger who doesn't have their powers but will still be willing to fight no matter if he has them or not That's what I respect the most about guy as a character and any ranger, even whether it's sentai or power rangers. I respect that mostly. Like if you are a ranger who doesn't have their powers and you still fight no matter if you could, you might even even die without even having them. I got to give them props like that. That's that's very bold of you. And um, so Marvelous and then they see this and they're like, well, you know what? Guys, guy, the guy has spunk, and I, I like that. So we'll just we'll help him out, and they give him his uh his his uh his phone, his key back, and they make they officially make him part of the crew, and the that for their first uh, all six Gokai all six go um change, they change the Shikinjurs, But however, the funniest thing is that he um guy is given the king ranger key from uh rangers and he transforms in the uh king ranger from that from that series and he's just like no this isn't this isn't the the, the sixth ranger this is from another sentai <laughs> they, both got, uh, they both got kanji symbols on their helmets yeah he- he's like what the, i mean
0: they're both the same symbol right no this is a different
2: <laughs> but that <laughs> was to funny why that Marvel he- has
0: to give them is because uh the um, the go summon the keys from their buckles, but guys isn't connected to their chest yet, so we needs marvelous to give him the ranger keys. Yeah, at least for now. Yeah, just just for one episode.
3: Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes, and um, of course they defeat they um defeat the general that the not, not well, general they feed the, the zorming first, and then they defeat um the action commander um and of course, you know, he grows just like, like the rest of them.
2: Okay. Um, you forgot
3: the all-silver
0: Gokai change.
3: Oh, right, 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 right. So, all the, uh, six rangers, all the, uh, Gokai just um, turn into six rangers, but they all turn to silver rangers as a tribute to, uh, nice. the guy joining the team for the first time. Uh, can you list off the, um, rangers that he transforms into?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, of course. Um, thankfully, there's exactly five sixth uh, silver rangers at this point. There's probably more now because silver is probably the most common sixth ranger color ever in Sentai. Um, really? Yeah. Um, Marvelous is <coughs> Marvelous transforms into Boken Silver, my man. And fun, and a fun little fact: this is the first time in the show where Marvelous Gokai changes into a non-red Sentai Ranger. Um, joe transforms into GoSe knight or robo knight from megaforce uh luca does mega silver again silver space ranger um i freaking love that i freaking love I, mega mega silver was actually one of my favorite characters watching mega ranger
3: yeah
0: uh don is a gao silver or the lunar wolf wild force ranger and uh i am is a go on silver or the silver rpm ranger and uh, Guy is just his normal Silver self.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted and, to bring that uh, up. Go
3: ahead, Anthony. you're good. And uh, after the, uh, of course, ground battle, they, of course, Mossa grows into the giant, and Guy, surprisingly, is like, "What? Well, wait, I kind of conf- can. I think I might figure out what the um grand power might be." And so he inserts uh, the time fire key presses the button and he summons a uh a drill like spaceship and it actually was pretty interesting about this one is that like um they use it's from from it's from time since it's from time ranger it's a it travels from the future from the year 3000 into the present making it i guess like the one of the newer uh creations of the time rangers uh mechs, because it counts as a Time Ranger mech, and uh, all other mechs, too, at the same time, but that's pretty That's pretty interesting, that, that's pretty cool that it does that. And for his second grand power for the, uh, for Zoo Rangers, he turns the, um, drill into a, uh, dinosaur, the, uh, you The Goju Rex. Goju Rex. And for the uh, mecha, but the actual like mecha mecha form is a uh, go uh, go Z- uh, go Zujin, I think, right?
0: Yep, that's the Abba Rangers Grand Power. Yep, mm-hmm. and it has a drill arm like uh, Abba Rangers main Mech Abba Reno, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. I liked it. Yeah, it's it's a pretty cool looking mech,
3: and so. Um, once I, there, he has this really cool build, really cool final move where like, um, guy inserts all three of the of his uh, all three of his uh six ranger keys for that um, for the mecha, and he ends up using a drill called a uh, triple drill dream attack, which all like the drills of the, each of the different forms that the mecha has all um combined into one, and they just you know destroys the monster, and see what else happens and once they get back to the uh, gokai galleon uh, captain Marvelous tells guy that while he's part of the team he's a pirate apprentice um of course guy is like uh you know i i'm not i'm not really all about that but since i'm here i might as well try to do what i can for the crew and uh don has his uh, don is not very comfortable with the uh, guy calling him calling him don son and that's where the episode ends
0: All right. And now the final part of this Dibia Saga. Go ahead, Reese.
1: Yep. So in episode 19, it opens up with uh, the gang looking up the uh, wanted posters and realizing that guy has now uh, got himself his own wanted poster. And he's actually worth more than Don is by, I think, 20 times more. So. Don's starting to feel a little bit insecure with that. And really, this episode is a lot of filler to kind of give a relationship between Don and Guy. Um, so later on in the episode, Don's feeling insecure again because Guy is able to cook just as good as he is. And he's a better fighter than he is. So he's starting to feel like... Well, this new guy came in, and he's already kind of replacing me in everything I do, so what's the point of being here? Why am I needed? Like, who wants me? Because uh, this new guy's way more shiny and silver than I am. No pun intended. <laughs> um, so whenever um, they have the next Zonic attack, guys trying to figure out who do I become when the team goes go-ons because. Marvelous and then picked, we're going to just go on to fight the Zoniac and guys like silver, gold, silver, gold, crap, what do I do? And then he figures out he can fuse Ranger keys together to create go on gold and go on silver into a hybrid key called go on wings, which if you ask me, that's a that's a broken mechanic.
2: It really (laughs) is. Could
1: Could you imagine fusing like, keys from different teams and like Mm-hmm. has to make your own like sentai ranger like that that just seems broken like what if you could take like i don't know um dragon ranger in like time fire or something and merge into one character like what the hell kind of power would that be
0: or well, you use uh you use dragon ranger kiba ranger uh O red um and uh Red Racer and Avar Black together and make your own Tommy Ranger.
1: Oh, oh my god. god. No, that's OP. It's too OP. I can't have it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he does that. And Don leaves Guy to fight the monster, still saying, Well, Guy just literally want me again, so I'm not gonna fight. And Don goes and complains to Navi about it. And he's like I don't know, man. Guy is just so much better to me, and I'm a piece of crap, and I don't know what to do it myself. And now he's like, "You do realize that guy looks up to you, right? Because you're one of the original five GoKaisers, and he just set an apprentice, and some. You're the actual pirate GoKaiser. He he looks up to you." And Don's like, "What? <laughs> People look I'm up to fan. me? I have a fan. <laughs> I have." a The fanboy actually likes me? Of all the rangers, he actually does like me? What? So, um, Guy, um, Guy and Don get attacked again by Zonyak. And after talking with Don for a bit, I guess, uh, Don mentioned, you can fuse all these keys together. So Guy's like, hold my beer. And he's, he sifts 15 keys together. All the six strangers to make a gold mode for his own like special armor, and his Gokai spear that he has as his weapon turns more like an anchor. and so his gold armor is basically just a bunch of the six stranger helmets of previous six strangers all just mounted across his entire armor, yeah, it's Kirkray. It's Kirkray Kirk um, so gold it's,
0: mode it's stupid, but it's still cool.
1: It's very stupid. I don't like it at all. It's ugly as hell.
0: It really is, though. The like, idea, the idea is cool. I, I, never really liked how the armor looked, though. It just how that
1: armor looks like crap.
3: Like,
2: it
1: seems I mean, like they arm just, just arm fell
3: in the show at all. Oh, I, I, would be like okay with it because be, if this armor did not appear in the show at all, I'd be perfectly fine with it. I'd be fine with God.
2: Yeah. Uh, I feel like they God just felt obligated.
0: Cool. I feel like they just felt obligated to have the Sixth Ranger's Mountain on the chest, but if you had just not... Like, I'm okay with Guy getting a power-up, but if you had just, like, not restricted yourself to having to have the uh, the Sixth Ranger's Mountain on the chest, you could have made the armor look a lot better. But Yeah. it feels like they just forced themselves to do that.
1: I mean, if they made, like, a custom suit, that'd be better. Without, like, all the helmets on it, like, just... Merge different aspects of everyone's suits into one. Yeah, that'd oh. be cool. Like, you could, you could literally have done, like, half of Dragon Sealed, half of, like, Die White Sealed, or half of the King Rangers. I'm not... I don't think there's anyone else that has a seal like those three did.
0: I don't think so, either. Just, no, uh... Are, um,
1: so they could do some, like, weird merger of, like... You know, middle piece of the seals, one Ranger, the other two shoulder pads, or somebody other Ranger sealed. And then, like, Why take attributes of the, uh, take an attribute to the helmet. Like, line the helmet with, like, here's a piece of one helmet, here's another piece of the other helmet. Like, make this weird ass looking helmet.
0: And then, the a, and then, maybe if you can't fit all the Sixth Rangers into the helmet, put a couple of six Rangers in the helmet and then have the rest of the six Rangers that you couldn't fit into the helmet be reflected on the suit itself.
1: Yeah. So like, you could even have like the symbol, like dragon ranger has a very distinct symbol. Uh, Kiba white has a very distinct symbol. Uh, lunar wolf has a s- distinct symbol as well. I don't remember exactly what it looks like, but I know he has like the lunar wolf symbol. Yeah. So like you could, you could do stuff. Like you could have those symbols on the suit, like and then two maybe symbols on the in. legs, a couple of symbols
0: on the arms and then maybe let him use like any of the sixth rangers weapons that he chooses at the same time yeah. like he could like he could wield uh and I'm going off their power rangers names uh sorry maybe he could wield like the dragon dagger and saba at the same time or the golden power staff and uh the solaris knight's laser lamp at the same time just that just sounds good cool. that
1: sounds yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so guy uses gold mode to final wave using Gokai Lizendream Dream Attack, which is basically summoning all 15 Six rangers for one final like final wave, and it's basically the spirits of those fifteen rangers all in turn hitting on the bad guy and just wailing on him, which is overpowered. It's too OP. I can't. I can't even. Guy. Guy has just become like the strongest thing in all of Sentai history up until that point. <laughs>
2: So the episode
1: ends and I guess I kind of led, led with the information a little earlier than I said of, it, but it's finally revealed at the end that when they're looking at the wander posters again that his bounty is twenty times higher than Dawn's
0: right. <laughs> Which <laughs> all, we knew,
1: all we knew at the beginning was that his bounty was higher but we never knew how much. So
0: Yeah. Said, and at the yeah. beginning of the episode the Gokhydrers connected his buckle to the to the chest. Uh so now he can summon whatever ranger keys he wants.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah. So I want to say this now that we're at the end. Um this is a pretty you know, I talked about this briefly when we were back way back when we were reviewing Tokyo. Um you can probably you could just say that I've watched too many Sentai to like really just notice this trend, and I probably have. But um but this is a pretty standard sixth ranger debut story arc um where uh like the they have like this chain of how it normally works uh and not every sixth ranger story arc does this like um like the first couple of ones didn't do it i think the first one to really uh start the trend was mega ranger with mega silver um Well, the first episode, you debut the Ranger character. He'll spend most of the episode uh, messing around, trying to, uh, you know, we just figure out what kind of person he is. And then as the episode ends, uh, most of the time he shows up and he already has his powers, but there's a few exceptions where you'll actually see him get his powers. And uh, he'll fight off. And then everybody's wondering, like, well, where did this guy come from? And then episode 18 um, is all about... Um, if he already had his powers, then they'll reveal how he got his powers, and it'll be more about him being accepted either as a ranger or him wanting to join the team. Sometimes it's uh, the sixth ranger just being a loner jerk um, and just being like, uh, no, I'm not interested. And uh, and other times, the rangers will reject him, and someone, usually the red ranger, will be like, no, you suck, get out. Um, <laughs> and uh, and most of the time, not every time, because Mega Ranger didn't do this. Um, this will also be the episode where the Sixth Ranger's mech debuts, and then after that, they have a standard filler episode where this new Sixth Ranger is having a conflict with the um, with the main with the uh, with the main person with one of the main five rangers. I, you know, and and we've seen this happen pretty frequently. You know, uh, and funnily enough, I think. Uh, you know, Mega Ranger may have started this, but funnily enough, I would actually say that Power Rangers may have done that filler episode before uh, Sentai did. Because uh, the earliest I can remember of a Ranger having a problem with the new Sixth Ranger was in Power Ranger Zio. Because uh, what's the first episode to come out after Jason becomes the Gold Ranger? It's an episode about Rocky feeling like, wow, I I replaced this guy as the Red Ranger, and now he's like taking over my role, you know? So. Yeah, Power Rangers did something before Sentai. But uh, as far as the debut story arc is, uh, I definitely liked it. I mean, it's standard, but it's still fine. Uh, Like I said, I like Guy's Gokai silver suit. And uh, Guy is... Well, here's the harsh reality I'm going to say about Guy. Uh, You can call him annoying all you want. But at the end of the day, Guy represents us fanboys in the Sentai world. So you can I mean, call him annoying. What would you say, Anthony?
3: Part. I never really find him annoying. That's the crazy part.
0: Yeah, you can call Guy a, you annoying all you want. I don't think he's annoying. I think he's perfectly fine. But just remember, mm-hmm. he represents us. So you can't hate him. He's a fanboy becoming a ranger. So we all can relate to him. So you can call mm-hmm. him annoying all you want, but he still represents us and I love him for that. He is, he is us. He is you, viewers. He is you. <laughs> because yep.
3: trust me, if you were, if you had the chance to become a Sentai Ranger, you would take it. And you would probably be freaking out just like he is. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this arc, Riz?
1: I don't actually mind, guy, because again, he represents us, and honestly, like, if I were him and I was all of a sudden like Gokai Silver or Gokai Gold or Gokai Black, Um, I'd probably be kind of fanboying too because, you know, these are real Sentai legends and they're holding the keys to 34 years of legacy. I mean, can you blame the guy for being a little nerdy, like wanting to, you know, meet his idols?
0: Like, if you're a big fan of Superman and the Justice League, and then you get powers, and you're suddenly put into a position where you can join the Justice League, are you just going to be a mature and stoic hero? Or are you just going to be, like, you know, going absolutely crazy? Like, oh, my God, I get to fight alongside Superman. And and if you say that you want to do that, you are lying, and you are lying to yourself. Right. (laughs) Yes. We all know the answer to that question. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. We're going to be moving on to episode twenty. It's called "The Lost Forest." This is a Gingaman tribute episode.
2: Gingaman. Now, now
0: as the episode begins, uh, the Gokaiders are continuing their treasure hunt, which has Guy really excited because he's it because he's going to be able to meet some Sentai legends now. Uh, Navi's next clue was warning about the Gokijers, uh, warning the Gokijers about warriors in a hidden forest. Guy, being a Sentai genius, guesses that this is about the Gingaman because the Gingaman uh, were the warriors of a forest known as the Ginga Forest, which is hidden from normal people. Unfortunately, Guy doesn't know where it is, and Don is also concerned because uh, the Gingaman's enemies—they were called the Balbon. They were space pirates, and the go are space pirates, so <laughs> not really looking good for the go so far. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, and uh, for those of you back home, uh, Ginga Man is the, is the equivalent to uh, Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, although the shows are much different, and Ginga Man is better. I don't care what anybody says. Um, I anyway,
3: like both. I also see why people like Giga Man more because Giga actually makes more sense than than how they did it in uh, Lost Galaxy. Yeah,
0: yeah. But anyway, the Go Tigers are out hunting. Uh, they're out hunting in the woods, and uh, while they're there, they find... They notice that something is strange because even though they're walking forward, they seem to be going in a circle because they pass by the same clump of flowers multiple times. And when Marvelous steals a donut from Dawn and starts running even though he's running straight forward, he somehow runs into the rest of the go-kigers. Um, And it's here that a barrier, which apparently led to the Ginga Forest, uh, breaks open, and who should come out but uh, two people. One person who we don't see his face yet, and the other person is Bosco. Uh, Bosco is... Bosco... Re- Bosco introduces himself to Guy, and it's revealed that he's going after the Grand Powers himself. And of course, because he was attacking the person, we can guess that the person that he was attacking was a former Sentai Ranger. And it is, and it is, it turns out to be Huga, who is the former. Uh, he's not a Ginga man, but he, but he was originally chosen to be Ginga Red. Spoiler alert! But if you guys see have seen Lost Galaxy, even you know, then you probably know how that makes sense. Um he is the former Black Knight, who uh, is the Sentai counterpart for the Magna Defender. Uh, guy, of course, starts getting all crazy and asking for his autograph, but while while the Gokaigers are distracted, Bosco reveals to the Gokaijers, even though we already knew, that uh, he has more Ranger Keys. He summons Ranger Key clones of Decamaster, or the Shadow SPD Ranger. Uh, Maji Mother, or the White Mystic Force Ranger, and Walzard Fire, or the Wolf Warrior from Mystic Force. So while Guy is taking Huga to safety, and uh, Marvelous is going after Bosco, the other Gokaijers get defeated by the Ranger Key clones, and they're sent flying into the ocean, where a mysterious person is heard, uh, is shown seeing them <clears throat> in peril. Uh, meanwhile, Guy... Uh, is speaking with Huga, and Huga demands that Guy give him his Gokai Cellular, so that he can become Gokai Silver, which uh, kind of surprises Don, uh, Guy, since uh, he loves being Gokai Silver, but he also feels that Huga would be much more effective in the role. So, meanwhile, uh, Joe, Luca, Don, and I am, are pulled out of the ocean by a mysterious person. Now, he doesn't reveal who his name is, but if you're a Sentai fan, you can obviously tell who it is. It's uh, Ryoma, the former Ginga Red, um, who who helps them, and then they go after Marvelous and Guy. Um, Bosco corners Ga- Huga uh, and Guy, and it's revealed that his Rapparata, which is the trumpet that he uses to summon the Ranger Key clones, also has a secondary function, which allows him to. Uh, forcibly extract the grand powers from a Sentai Ranger, even if they even if they don't will him into it. Fortunately, though, before he can do it to Huga, Marvelous shows up and stops and stops Bosco. Um, and you know, though he's very surprised that Bosco was able to do this. Bosco uses his um Rata to summon a Ranger Key clone of the Black Knight and put. And six, all four of his Ranger Key clones onto Marvelous. Uh, Marvelous is easily defeated, but he still vows to go on because he has a dream to get the greatest treasure in the universe and he's not going to give it up for anyone. And Guy, inspired by Marvelous's words, stands up to Huga and refuses to give him the Gokai Shelter because he wants to be Gokai Silver and it's his dream and he can't give that up for anyone, even Huga. And it turns out that this was all just a test from Huga, who wanted to see if Guy had the confidence and the ability to be Gokai Silver. He gives Guy his approval. The Gokaijers come together uh, to battle the Ranger Key clones. The main five Gokaijers defeat... Uh, uh, so Guy defeats the Black Knight Ranger Key with his gold mode, while the main five Gokaijers defeat the other three with Gingaman. Now, now when the Black Knight Ranger key is defeated, it lands into Huga's hands. Unfortunately, though, before the Gokidors can get the other three Ranger keys, Bosco's monkey sidekick, Sally, uh, picks them up and returns them to returns them to Bosco. So the Gokaijers don't get those Ranger keys. And after the Gokaijers um uh finish uh finish battling off Bosco's latest monster, Huga get Transfers the Grand Power of the Gingaman into the Black Knight Ranger Key and gives it to Guy. The Gokaiders celebrate getting the Grand Power of the Gingaman, and then they and then they go on to their next treasure hunt. And the episode ends with Huga and uh, Ryoma um, talking, during which Ryoma claims that even though the Gokaiders are space pirates, they don't seem half bad. And that's how the episode ends. Um, this is a pretty standard. Uh, Standard tribute episode, but I still like it. I'm glad that Hyuga was the main person. I'm glad that, uh, for once, a tribute episode revolves around someone other than the red one. Uh, definitely cool with Huga. I'm a huge fan of his. And fu- uh, fun fact, I actually met his actor at The Last Power Morphicon in 2018. He is awesome. Yeah, Anthony was there with me. He was actually pretty impressed with some of the basic Japanese that I said to tell him that Hugo was my favorite. He's awesome, actually, he and really he has- is like, such a cool guy. Yeah, and, ages,
3: ages too. Like he's still the same as he did. Well, he, he's a little bit look a little older, but not as much older as he did back when we did the show. Because that was like what almost
0: like nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, almost twenty. And he may not be mainly known for Huga because his most popular role is that uh, he played uh, Sasuke, uh, Ninja Red, and Kaku Ranger. Um, that's probably what he's more known for. But, hey, I mean, he played two Rangers. That's pretty cool. But as far yeah. as the episode is concerned, um, I mean, it feels weird how this is a guy episode when we just have three episodes in a row revolving around his debut, but... I still like it. I I feel like um, this is a natural point for Guy's story because this is the first time that he's encountering a Sentai legend. If you don't count the uh, vision that he had of Abar Killer, um, so I feel like this feels like a natural progression for his character, like him encountering one of the Sentai legends that he looks up to. Um, but he has to be a little bit more confident. And himself, so it's standard, but I like it. Yeah. It just sucks that we couldn't see the Ginga Man Grand Power, but that's all. Yeah. Sorry, Anthony, go ahead. So, can we just talk about? I'm, I just, I can remember, remember watching this episode
3: uh, well as like very well because I watched it recently. Like, can we just talk about how freaking funny it was seeing like I just push Yuga out the wind? Get that Goku. <laughs> He's like, mmm. oh yeah. It's mine.
0: <laughs> I'm it like, dude. You gotta push
3: him like that. I mean, I get it, but you gotta push him like that.
0: <laughs> and, you know, there's a scene at the beginning of the episode where he's all like, "Oh, he must be talking about Gingaman," and Guy just pulls this book out of nowhere, and even Don is like, "Where did, where did you pull that out from?" Like, that was weird.
3: Never you mind. This is this is this happens a lot in shows where like. We pull stuff out of out of our butts.
0: <laughs> what do you think, Riz?
1: I think this is a like you said a natural progression for Guy because this shows Guy and in his interactions with the other Sentai members from different teams. So it's nice to set a little detail that you know Guy's a fanatic. Like we already know he's a fanboy. But to see him with the autograph book and to be, like, recounting details of what that certain Sentai person did, that's, that's, it's a big thing to kind of see that come out because, you know, up until then, all you had seen was guy with the uh, Gokaisers. You hadn't seen him with the other teams yet. So this felt right. Like, timing-wise, it was a good, it was a good placement for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of set the tone of, like, what, what we can expect with attribute episodes going forward to at least to a certain extent. I mean, obviously, it's not going to always be a guy. You'll have some that are more Marvelous centric. You'll have some that are more Luca centric. You'll have some that are, you know, whatever. But this at least gives you a trope to look
2: for. Mm-hmm. So
0: that's what I think.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, speaking of Marvelous centric episodes, uh, we got one coming up uh, called the. Um, Hold on. Uh, the Adventure of
1: Heart, Episode Twenty One: Tokens yep. Are dude.
0: And this is Riz's episode. Take it away, Riz. I already tried.
1: <laughs> Sorry about <laughs> that. So now that they've had the Adventure of Gengar Man, and Marvels has seen how um, Bosco can take the powers from other Sentines against her will for the grand power, um, Marvels is very. Desperate. He's getting desperate now. He wants to get his grand powers quick because Bosco can forcefully steal them. Whereas Gokaisers can't. And they have to, you know, coerce the teams and prove their worth and all that stuff. Um so it's it, they're in a f they're in a very interesting spot where they have to find another Sentai. They have to convince them they're worth it. They're not some pirates come to, They actually need, you know. There's a whole thing they have to go through here. So while this is all going on, um, the Gokaisers are infiltrated by none other than Satara Akasi, who, for those of you that don't know, that's Bokunzer Red. And uh, he, he disappears on the and He's like, hey, um, not really, but he's like, hey, i left the door open, guys. And I just kind of walked in and, yeah, I'm here. What's up? You want to help me get a, print, a precious Yomi heart? And I'm going to let Nathan explain the concept of these precious Yumi heart things, because it seems like a very normal thing in Bokens are be looking for a precious. Um,
0: I mean, basically, like, you might get the idea a little bit from Overdrive, but it's a little bit different. Um, basically, the precious are uh, just ancient artifacts from... They're based off, like, multiple different mythologies, and they hold, like special powers that, if fallen into the wrong hands, could be devastating to the world.
2: Yeah.
1: So, so Yeah. so that's what they're after. And apparently the Zonyak are also after it, since it can revive the dead. And I guess they want to revive the dead. <laughs> so, um, they, they kind of talk about during this uh, time what uh, Satara on the sip, and they say, oh, yeah, you were, the, you were one of the guys that gave us your grand powers already. And he's like, yeah, I already gave you the grand powers. Now it's time for you to pay the price. And you gotta help me get this precious Yomi thing. Um, and so they go off on the hunt, and they go to the forest, and somehow Akasi, Marvelous, and Luka are separated from the rest of the group because Zonyak attack, and of course, you know, Zanyak are thing, and it's kind of funny at this point, because Guy, Guy, Don, and Ahim are, separ- are separate from the other three, and Guy's been trying to teach them more about the Sentai history. So Guy says, we should fight as ninjas, transforming into Surikanser from Hurricaneser, but the other two do Cocker Ranger, and Guy's like, no, you're doing the wrong one, and um, um uh, uh Joe. Why can't I think of his name? His name is Joe. I'm not stupid, I promise. <laughs> uh, Joe Joe's like, what's the difference? They're both ninjas. And Guy's like, Guy's torn. He's really getting torn up here because he wants to do proper tributes of different team-ups. He wants to be able to do like a thematic thing. He doesn't want like grab a random um, stack of keys and go to town. So... He and he also want-
0: doesn't have a counterpart from Kaku Ranger, so...
1: I mean, he could, if we get a ninja or a key.
0: Well, there is no ninja or key, and there's actually an explanation for that, but we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. No, so.
1: we'll so. To it later. No. <laughs> That'll come into the future, don't worry, but I'm just saying, yeah. there, it's possible you could have had a ninja or a key for all you know.
0: I mean, we don't know that right now. His name is Ninja Man in the Sentai, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? Ninzor's his name. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> no, that's cool. We can call him Ninja Man. Um, so, Akashi, Ak- 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 Marvelous, and Luca encounter a uh, footman of. I guess. He is a footman, right? That's the desire's are, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure, because again is one of the things I have not seen yet, so I'm kind of stupid when it comes to like the historical aspects of it. Um, so they encountered Zaryu, and they're trying to revive King Ryuon. I think I'm saying that correctly. Yes. Who is the former leader of the Zairyu tribe that the Bokunjers fought, and he's an old rival of Akasi. So obviously right now Akasi's getting burnt. He's like, uh uh-uh, uh, you ain't coming out of the, you ain't coming out of the grave, dude we are going to fight. So, um, Trap, the Marvelous is reminded by Acosti about the thrill of adventure. Cause Acosti trying to tell him, look, look, this is what adventure's all about. You have to go feel the thrill of adventure and treasure hunting. Cause that's part of being a Bokinzer. And that's how you use our grand power. Cause I don't think up until now they've been able to figure out how to use the grand powers for the keys that they've gotten, like for the powers they've gotten from the movie. Like you're still figuring it out. I think. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, this is useful for the Gokaisers to kind of start to learn how to think like a Bokenser and to access that grand power. And Marvelous is trying to figure out what the hell he means. And um, as this happens, Marvelous starts to remember his adventures with uh, Aka Red and how much he used to love just going on treasure hunts with him. Because, you know, they're pirates. They have their own treasure hunts, just like the adventurers have theirs. So Marvel starts to remember how it used to feel and he kind of reverts back to that kind of state of being in terms of like being a pirate. And he's able to um kind of in, encapsulate what that feels like. So the Gokaijers um use Bokenzer to battle Rayun and Marvelous uses the signature battle phrase attack and i guess that's a big deal cuz i guess Akashi says it's a lot
0: yeah that ju- much like how marvelous uh, always begins every gokaiju battle with let's make this showy uh, in a uh, in bokenger akashi always says Aku oh. so
1: it's interesting yeah. cuz that seems like such a generic phrase
0: yeah but it's still awesome
1: i guess i mean i guess i want to see it to understand it better yeah like, from an outside perspective, I understand what you mean, because I understand, let's make this extremely so but that's the, that's the catchphrase, right? Like, that's something you, if you hear it like, out of context, you'll know Marvelous is involved, probably. But if you hear attack, I mean, that could be anything, really, you know? I so, guess.
0: It's just with, he yeah. just wants it to be short-sweet and to the point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I mean, he's more worried about the Thrill of Adventure than he's like, Formal words like that, I guess. Um, so, Ryun gets big. Gokai reduced the Bokan's grand power, which allows Gokai to summon the spirits to like Dai Bokan, which is the former Mecha Bokan. and and wield a Gogo sword. And that's how they defeat uh, Ryun. And as Akashi leaves, he starts to mention that Aka Red uh, would be proud of them. And Marvelous, I guess, appreciates that. And that's where the episode ends. Mm-hmm. So next episode, episode 22, "Promised to the Star. And I believe that's Nate or...
0: Don't we want to give our thoughts on this episode, though?
1: I mean, yeah, it's a great episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fan of Bo I definitely enjoy it. Uh, the only thing I really want to say, I mean, it pretty much speaks for itself. It's a pretty solid episode. Um, I will say that it's weird that um, they bring back Ryu on as a villain, because if you know how he gets defeated in Bo just seems weird how he would survive that and somehow get buried, but... No, is,
1: is Ryuon like a major one, or is he like a side villain...
0: He's a major one. You, you. Rem- I know, but you don't want to remember this, Riz. But you know oh, the no. fire, the fire villains and Operation Overdrive. Oh no! Yeah, uh, they came oh, okay. this. Okay, they came this.
1: <laughs> I was, I was so close, Nathan, in my Sentai reacquaintancing that I had forgotten Overdrive and both and I was excited for Bokenger, and now you're reminding me of
0: all these bad memories. <laughs> okay. Okay, then, okay, let me explain this without bringing up the forbidden... The forbidden... <laughs> the forbidden one. <laughs>
1: all, I, all I can see in my head right now is the damn Yeti.
0: Fashions, there's a, the, the Yeti isn't in Bokinzer. Um, he's not? No, he's no. not. Um, I have so many questions right now for the people who made this
1: season, then.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was the leader of one of the main villains, which were like dragon, uh, fire-themed villains.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. So they um, saw
2: factions and bookends, are or... Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: but anyway, um, the, the one thing I like is that the message for Marvelous, it's a pretty good Marvelous episode, you know, just to remind him, like, who he is as a pirate, and I like how it's... Um, It's they do this in a tribute episode for a Sentai that they've already obtained the grand power for. Uh, because if you were if you watched our uh Ghost Sager movie review, then you'll know that uh Akashi was in the um Ghost uh, Sager Gokaja crossover movie and he gave them their grand power, so it's pretty cool. Like it goes with the message, like Marvelous is desperate to get grand powers that they haven't already obtained but then but you know here he is having to help a sentai ranger who he has no obligation to help because it's like uh you already gave me what i want so bye but you know so it, it definitely helps gel with the message yeah what do you think anthony Oh yeah, this was definitely a really good episode. Um, I
3: like I said, I've only watched briefly a few episodes of Bokinger. I think I got all the way up to when Bulk and Silver joined the team, and it was actually still pretty good. So, I'm hoping I'm able to I'll, I'll try to finish it soon.
0: Yeah, Bokinger is good, guys. You should check it out. I know that it that it was adapted into probably the worst Power Ranger season of all time, which. Unfortunately, makes it even tougher to convince people to watch it. But uh, we'll be reviewing it soon on this uh, channel, hopefully. So we will. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm pretty good. It. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on to episode twenty-two, which is your role, Anthony. So take it away. All right. The next episode is
3: Promise, Promise from the Star. Um, basically, in this episode, uh, Guy and Joe. Um, basically, help a little boy uh achieve his goal of meeting up with a friend. Cause I think he him because he moved away from his friend, and mm-hmm. he promised him, "Hey, if we'll try to meet again on this spot, um, hopefully, hopefully on the on the day on that the day we promised." And I was like, "Okay, that's cool." And then, um, this action commander, um, has I think he was like looking for something to use to attract a meteor, I
2: believe? Yep. Which I
0: don't know how many times they've done that in Sentai, but in Power Rangers, like, a meteor heading to Earth is, like, one of the most overused plots ever. It was done in Power Rangers in space, it was done in Lightspeed Rescue, and it was done in SPD. That's a pretty overused plot point, I'm not gonna lie.
3: It's been done a lot. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, but not a lot of whole lot happens in
3: this episode. This is like one of those uh, filler episodes again. Um, the one thing I one the two things that you can really be like, oh well, actually three things that actually were like memorable is the fact that again with uh, Guy and uh, Joe transforming the, into different Sentines without trying to you know match up to the to the current one. Uh, I know that Joe became, uh, bar Blue from Abba Ranger, and, uh, Guy transforms into, uh, Dragon Ranger from Zoo Ranger, and he's like, that's not the same one, <laughs> those two different Sentais, who cares, it's dinosaurs. Um,
2: good hey, it came out back,
0: good thing it came out back then when there were only two dinosaur Sentais, because now there's four, so, right. I would probably have a mental breakdown if they did that today. <laughs> just driving
3: crazy
1: yeah. um
3: the second thing to remember from this episode is that uh they do a o-ranger uh transformation alongside die ranger and go sager and oh they it was pretty it was a pretty cool attack because they did i know the orange when they did transform the old ranger they did that cool um fi- it's supposed to be like a five Ranger attack but they did it in o, o Ranger but since yeah. Guy with them they decided oh we'll just make it to the first uh six the six uh team attack and it looked really cool and I was like oh wow. I remember they they did this in the sh- in the in Oh Ranger um, when I first watched it and just doing it with with King Ranger there is just kind of like wow like that's like that's how it would look if it was all six of them together Mhm and the third thing to remember is that uh, Guy used his drill to pierce the heavens and destroy the meteorite.
0: Well, there's that other was, ways. Just there's the weirder ways to stop a meteor. Right.
3: <laughs> if you guess, you more. guys were wondering that was a uh, a quote from Goran on the uh, Mecha anime that also involved robots and drills. So you know, check that anime
0: out if you haven't. All I want to say is that uh, this is probably... Um, and I'm, I am i don't think I'm saying this prematurely. I think that this will apply even when we're done with this uh, Gokaiju review series. Uh, this is probably my least favorite episode of the whole show. I don't hate it. I mean, it's, it's not bad. But Honestly, it's, it's boring. I mean, yeah. and it's a Joe episode, technically, because Joe is like the main character... And you would think, like, how could that be possible? Because, like, literally in the first episode of this series, I said that Joe is my favorite Gokaiger. If you're going to do a filler... Like, I don't mind filler episodes. I don't mind filler episodes. But most of the time, I think filler... If you're going to do filler episodes, they should be used to, like, expand upon characters that, you know, you may not expand upon when you're actually doing real story episodes. If you're going to do something like that with Joe, can we get another episode with him and his relationship with Org and, like, you know, him trying to figure out how to save his friend Sid. I mean, it just... I don't know. I mean, it was good action. I love the final battle with the monster, and the monster's design is pretty cool, but as far as the story is concerned, like, if you're watching Gokaijur, this is, like, one episode where you could skip it, and you would absolutely lose nothing in right. the show. Again, I don't hate it. There's... Like, this episode is better than every season, than every episode from Power Rangers Megaforce, Um, but it's still pretty boring. Uh, What do you think,
2: Riz? I mean, it's not
1: bad. It's just not the most memorable. Like, when I saw the episode title, even just now when I was passing off to Anthony, I had no idea what this episode was even about. I had no memory so yeah it was it was not the most memorable but I wouldn't say it was like bad no it just it just didn't have anything that was like plot relevant I know fillers aren't supposed to but you know even then
0: there's a certain level of like you know you you can do something like I said if you want to do a Joe episode and have it revolve around him and Bari's org again it'd be nice
2: it'd be nice wouldn't it
0: yeah well anyway, um we just uh, literally zipped past that episode. Um, we're going to move on to uh, episode 23 which is called People's Lives Are the Future, which is the Gogo 5 tribute episode. Um the Gogo 5 which uh Gogo 5 is the Sentai counterpart for uh, Lightspeed Rescue. Mm-hmm. Um So uh, as this episode begins, Navi gives a clue to the Gokaigers that they have to help other people in order to find a grand power, which uh, confuses even Guy because all the Sentai help people. So uh, the Gokaigers split up. Uh, Marvelous and Guy try to help people by helping these old elderly people climb up the stairs. Uh, Joe and Don run into a drag queen and end up kind of getting... Oh, God, that was so funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Luca and I am find meet a pregnant woman who already has a daughter, um, and uh, the daughter is really excited about becoming a big sister. And uh, hearing this, Luca has a flashback of her of her on her own home planet, where uh, she's shown uh, weeping over her sister Fia, um, and Luca makes the little girl promise that she'll always take care of her little sister. Um, but unfortunately, the Zanyak attack—just um, as the woman is going into labor and they're and they're getting help from a mysterious woman. Now, uh, we as the Sentai fans know who this person is, but we'll talk about, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, Luca and Iam fight off the Zanyak, and then they go to the hospital where the woman's given birth and. It turns out that that woman that saved, uh, that um, came to help the woman in labor. I uh, guess who she was. Her name is Matsuri Tatsumi. She is the former Go Pink from GoGo Go Five. So um, Luca and da, uh, Luca and Iam start going after her, um, but then uh, she gets attacked again by Gorman. But then, w- when Luca and I am are trying to fight, uh, fight, her, fight them off, they get attacked by three more Ranger Key clones. Uh, these Ranger Key clones include uh, Rio um, or the Black Lion Warrior, uh, Jared, from uh, Jungle Fury. Uh, Cam- uh, dang it, I said a Power Rangers counterpart first. <laughs> um, Melee, uh, who is uh, Camille's counterpart, the Green Chameleon Warrior from Jungle Fury. And Zubon, who is the Sentinel Knight from uh, the Forbidden Season that we will not speak of in this Never in this sh- show, um, and it turns out that Bosco was lent help from the Gorman, and he's going after Matsuri so that he can get the Grand Power, um, and he's threatening. What were you saying, Anthony?
3: Oh no, I wasn't saying anything.
0: Oh, okay. Um. So um, <clears throat> the GoKigers, uh, you know, Luca and I am are contemplating over what to do because Bosco is demanding that they give him Matsuri so that he can take her grand power where he'll he won't let them leave with this kid that needs to have immediate help in a hospital. This causes Luca to flash back to um, her time with Fia, during which it was revealed that she wasn't able to get Fia help in time. And her sister died, which explains why she's so she treats I am like a baby for most of the series, and that definitely explains it. But I am insists that she can take care of herself, and she does that, and this is a very clever way of the Gokaijers using their um former ranger powers. She transforms into Maji Pink, who is the uh, pink mystic ranger. Then she uses the magic from Maji Ranger to disguise herself as Matsuri so that they can trick Bosco into thinking that she's giving herself up. That's pretty clever, not going to lie. Um, so then uh, they escape. Um, Matsuri gives the grand power to, uh, to Luka. The Gokaijers all come together. They defeat the Ranger Key Clones using the Go-Go Five. Um, well, at least the main five Rangers do because um, Guy doesn't have a counterpart in GoGo5. Um, and, you know, th- this is probably a good time to mention this. Um, most of you probably already know this, but uh, in case you're wondering why there's no 6th uh, uh, Ranger key for a GoGo5, because you're probably thinking, hey, Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue had a 6th had a Ranger, but Titanium Ranger, why isn't he part of it? Well, um, uh, the Titanium Ranger didn't exist in Sentai. He's American exclusive, so... I guess he would have been called Go Silver had he existed in GoGo Go 5, but there is no Go Silver, which sucks because the Titanium Ranger is awesome. Uh, but anyway, the Go Kaiders defeat uh, the Ranger Keys. Boss uh, Sally gets the Ranger Keys and gives them back to Bosco, which means that the Go are once again without new Ranger Keys. And then when the Go are fighting off against Bosco's latest monster, they use the GoGo 5. Uh, ram power, which, pardon me, um, which allows Gokio to deploy these water cannons that can shoot water to extinguish fire, and it's able to use an attack similar to uh, Victory Robo. That's the counterpart for the uh, Lightspeed Megazord. Um, they're able to use the, uh, an attack like a fire slash, similar to that. Um, just want to say, uh, this episode is pretty good. Um, I'm a, I'm an okay fan of GoGo Go Five. I uh, um, there's part of me that might prefer Lightspeed Rescue just a little bit. Uh, I'm sorry, but I grew up watching Lightspeed Rescue, so I just have too much of a bias toward that. That I mean, Carter Grayson is
1: probably one of the greatest Reds to ever walk this planet.
0: Absolutely,
1: damn Skippy.
0: But I feel like this episode does use GoGo Five's uh, theme um, because the main because the main plot of this is Luca babying I am too much because of you know she almost lost her baby sister that works with GoGo Five's theme because uh, I don't know how many of you guys know this Anthony probably does because he's seen GoGo Five um, in GoGo Five. All 5 of the rangers are siblings. Like they're all brothers and sister. And them being like brother and sister is a frequent theme that's brought up in the show. So for this to revolve around like I am weeping over losing her sister and you know talking about the importance of taking care of your own, GoGo Five is the perfect sentai to do that. Mm-hmm. I think it sucks that Matsuri doesn't do much in this episode and Funnily enough, I, you could probably count the number of lines that she has in the episode on one hand, but uh, I still think it was good, and uh, I just want to say this now, uh, even though we're recording, uh, Anthony, I just now realized that this is more of a Luca episode, and I didn't, and I didn't want you to comment on it, and I'm so sorry about that, man. Uh You're perfectly fine with that. Um Honestly, I didn't have much to say about this episode
3: except for the fact that, like, you know, I do feel for Luca when she lost her sister, you know, like, I have, like, three of them. So, you know, losing even just one of them would just break
0: my heart, so. Yeah. I I don't have a sister, but I have two brothers, and, yeah, we get on each other's nerves all the time, but if I ever lost either one of them, I'd be pretty torn up. Yeah. What did you think, Riz?
1: I, I thought it was a good Luka-focused episode. Um, I didn't really think of it being Luca centric until, like, now. Because yeah. I was more focused on the GoGo 5 aspect of it, because that was a huge part of the episode. But the underlying Ahim and Luca thing, that really helps give more character development, and I'm always here for more character development. Because, you know, I like seeing them henson and get these powers and do the Fighty thing and the mech calling thing and the blowing up big monsters a week thing, but I that's secondary to me when it comes to characters and growth.
2: And giving her a reason to be. Close to Ihem except
1: we be talking about more is Ihem's growth in this episode. I think that's been underlooked a lot. Yeah. Because um, Ihem, when we first meet her, sees this dainty princess that, you know, she can fight. She's a pirate. But if you ask my opinion in the first 20 episodes, if I had to rate them by weakest Gokaiser, I would say. It's a huge toss-up between Dawn and Ahim. And Dawn would only win because he's Dawn. But Ahim is pretty much not a real fighter. So he's only a fighter because of circumstance. Not because he wants to be. Not because he grew up like how Luca and Joe and Marvelous did. So mm-hmm. seeing Ahim in this episode um, kind of... Tell Luca, no, I have a plan. No, I ha- I know what I'm gonna do. No, I can contribute to this. You know what we're doing. I'm not just your little sister. I have my own brain. I can fight. I can do things. That that's beautiful growth to me. And I might actually argue that's more significant than what Luca's thing was with his sister. Don't get me wrong. They're both really important and really critical to their characters, but him's growth here, I think, is much more important.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, exactly.
2: Okay, so that's all I have to
1: say. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, as, as the great Forrest would say, and that's all I got to say about that.
0: What away? way, next we're going to be moving on to a I'm just going to say a weird, 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 episode called Foolish Earthlings, episode 24. And this is way too weird for me to take care of. So Riz, take it away.
1: Okay. So I'm just going to say it. Jealousy, is one of the best, like comedic villains I've ever seen in, like, Sentai. And, I mean, I know I haven't seen a lot of Sentai, but it says a lot when I can remember Jealousito's name literally two and a half years after seeing Gokaijer. Like, that's to be an indicator to you that how much this guy left a mark on my memory of how of his, who he was. Uh, so, for those that don't remember, Jealousito was last seen in the Car Ranger tribute episode. And he's the monster that fell insanely in love with Insarn, Insane, I, I don't know how to say her name. Um, and he was kind of jealous because at that time, she was being wooed by Car Ranger Red and he couldn't stand it. And at the end of the episode, he was kind of discarded by the Zanyak. And literally, this episode picks up but homeboy stuck in the garbage still. <laughs> <laughs> Jealousito, um, like he's just sitting in the garbage and this, this person just walks up, looks at him and says, that's garbage. And then puts more garbage in his arms as he's sitting there in the garbage and just walks off. And I'm just like, that's Jealousito in, a, in like a nutshell, right there. That is the essence of Jealousito. He is hot. He's a hot mess. Um so after this garbage escapade Gelosito walks over to the uh, nearby takoyaki cart and while trying to get himself some food the cart owner is like why beg for food when you can just be my pet and I'll feed you whenever you want and Gelosito is so defeated by life and by the fact that Enzo doesn't love him and all that stuff that he just says Okay, human. I'll be your pet. That's fine. <laughs> like it's no big deal. I'll just be your pet. I don't care. I'm a I'm a space alien. Mm, I'm, yeah. just, but I'll be your pet. It's fine. It's no big deal. Um, so the Koikisers are out for like a walk, um, doing their own thing, and they see Celacito, the cart owner, and guys like oh no, it's a Zonag. we might stop him. And Marvelous is like, this is Celicito, let's not get involved with this. It's best to just leave him be. He's weird. Um, The last time we saw him, he was really, really weird. So they watch from a distance (laughs) as Celicito and the car owner are interacting. And a Zondag monster appears and starts to like, try to spread Zonyak propaganda. Like, they have Zonyak just walking the street, passing on these flyers saying, the Zonyak are here, the Zonyak are going to take over, the Zonyak will, you know, they give all these fake promises, like, how does Zanyak make human lives better? And stuff. <laughs> and the go just sitting there, like, watching this and, like, what is what is going on today? What What is
0: this? One thing that always made me laugh is that there's a point where, like, the Zangyak monster starts chasing Shito and uh, the mm-hmm. person, and a uh, guy is like, uh, "Guys, this looks bad." And the Marvels is like, oh, "Okay, let's go." And they do the most lazy
1: GoKai scenes I've ever seen in my life. That is the most like they're just not wanting to be there. They want nothing to do with this, but they're reluctantly like, "We're the current Sentai team. He's an alien. He's our problem." <laughs> We might as well do what we can.
0: <laughs> and there's like wacky hijink music playing in the background, which just makes it all the more hilarious.
1: I wanna I'm gonna stop
0: right here and just say
1: Of all the Filter and Gokaiser, anything to do with Zelazito from like after the Car Winter tribute onward probably is some of the best stuff you'll see in Gokaiser as far as comedic filler episodes going forward. Absolutely. Like, I can't think of other filler stuff that, goes, that comes later in the season that's this funny, and it will make me laugh like this. Like, I'm not laughing for, like, this podcast effect. I'm laughing because, honestly, I'm just that yeah. amazed by all this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, where did I leave off? Oh, yeah. So, the Gokaisers uh, helped Jelecito out by getting the Zannet to go away. And they're, they're asking why don't you just become a Takayaki cart owner and go to space and become a t- takiako, ta- takoyaki? Takayaki. Takayaki. Tongue-tied, I can't talk. Takayaki, uh, space person. You'll be the first one out there. And it turns out the woman who dumped garbage on Delosito earlier is the cart owner's mother. And he refuses to teach to her art of making takoyaki, and because she has a presence against aliens, and the Zonyaks appear again, and they want to fight, and the GoKaisers like they're all in the uh, house of the mom, and the GoKaisers are trying to intervene with the mom and jealousy to help him get his cart and to learn the technique from her. And Zonic just rushes on into this house. And they're like, hey, we're here to fight. And Marvel just puts his hand up. And he's like, no, no, no. You'll do this on our time, not your time. You're going to sit here and wait for us. And instead of Zonag being like, screw this. We're going to fight you now. They're like, oh, okay. And they all just sit down in the little house. And they just listen. And they're just there. Like, how? How? What? <sighs> I love this episode. I'm sorry. I, just, I love it. <laughs> it's so great.
0: We have unfinished business. Dude, we're talking now. Could you just please yeah. back off? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure okay. I'll just sit here and wait to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so this is what I'm and Zelicito. Out of rage, this gets mad about what the moms think about him, and um, during the fight that ensues from that, um jealousy ends up saving the mother during the zognaak fight. and before like dying before he before he realize he's not dying, she decides, yes, you're worthy of my recipe and my everything. and the episode ends typical, they call him the go they kill the big bad, all that stuff happens. But at the end of the episode, Jealousita comes back to tell the car owner, hey, your mom had a scene of hard about me, and, well, we're we're getting married, and we're going to open a hot screen together, and, oh yeah, I might have knocked up your mom as well in the process. Basically. <laughs> 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 this episode. <laughs> what is this episode? It's it's like the fanfic writers of the world got together for a conference and were like, okay, we already know Jelicito is absurd. We already know his life is a weird hot mess. How can we ex- how can we make this even better? What can we do? Oh yes, let's make him a potential Takayaki cart owner. Let's have him be a pet of some cart owner for that product. Let's have him meet the mother of the cart owner. Let's have them begin off as not liking each other, too. knocked up and getting married and owning a hot spring together. Because why the hell not?
2: Still, a
0: better love story than Twilight. Yes, I will just say that. Is it though? Anything is better than I mean
1: you're right, it is, but like Celicito man, he's he's the he's the aces in my book. Yeah. So that that's that. And now we get to the cool well, we're gonna let Nathan and Anthony give more thoughts on what they think before we jump on episode twenty five and six.
0: I don't think there's much else to say. Uh, this episode is just weird. It's one of those filler episodes. Like, But if they were going to go all out just to make this episode weird, you succeeded, guys. You outdid yourself. A little bit. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. What about you, Anthony?
3: Uh, pretty much y'all both said what I was literally going to say, so... <laughs> Honestly, this was the funniest uh, episode to date, so...
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm I sitting know. there at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning watching this, just laughing my ass off. Right. Alright. Um, I think I'm next for episode 25, Pirates and Ninjas Part 1. Yep. Alright. So, now that we've gotten the hilarity out of our systems about jealousy and absurd life... Um, Anthony, your mic is acting up a lot, bro. Oh, it is? How long has it been acting up? It just started making noise. Uh, does it sound better now,
3: or? A little bit, yeah. Okay. I can live with it. Uh, I'm using my phone, because I decided not to, um, use, uh, my laptop.
1: Okay. Um, okay, anyway. Sorry for those so, technical difficulties, guys. Yeah, it happens. Um, okay, so for episode 25, Pirates and Ninjas, this is a two-part tribute episode for hurricanes Episode 25 is part one, episode 26 will be part two. I have the honor of talking about part one, and these two will talk about part two. Anyway, let's get on, let's get down to business to not defeat the Huns, but talk about Pirates and Ninjas. Um, so this episode begins with Guy holding class and his class is teaching the Go-Kaisers about Sentai history so he's made up like a whole book he's got charts, he's got diagrams he's got all this information on stuff and he passed out these books and pamphlets to everyone and in the beginning the Go-Kaisers were like wow I didn't know this particular team could do that nondescriptly not saying what team and what they could do, but just showing that they actually have some interest in learning this stuff to a little degree. And um, at some point, uh, Marvelous Zoe, and Luca are like, you know what? This is too much. Guys talk about giving us homework and tests and all this stuff, and um, we're, we're going to peace out and I mean it's not a bad thing the guy was trying to do he was literally just being like hey here are the grand powers we've collected so far recapping how we got how we got each one of them so he's saying like how we got the monster ranger power how we got um, Decker ranger and how we got a bunch of them at the uh, 199 uh, battle movie thing but they just bailed out and said you know what we're going to go get some ice cream. Also, just so that we have a head count going where we are right now, we're at the point where we have 22 grand powers and we need 12 more to go. That's important because we're... Let's that, how so, so close to the end we are now. So, with that said, um, the group is out getting, I think, ice cream it was, and... The newest Zonyuk action commanders are Sander Jr. and Sat, Sat- Karu Jr., who are both space ninjas, and the sons of the former Hurricanes or villains. And they apparently look a lot like your fathers. That I- I've never seen Hurricanes or so... I mean,
0: you've seen Ninja Storm, right?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 of course. But, I mean, like, I, I don't know how much of that stuff... Translates over or not. So, yeah, I understand. Like, oh, but,
0: the, but the suits for them were also used in Ninja Storm. Uh, yeah. The Shark Guy Vexicus, and then uh, I think the Satorakura's counterpart's name was Shimazu. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's been a while since I watched it. It's been like four or five years since I watched uh, Ninja Storm. So, my memory suits are kind
0: of vague. Well, they're basically the the sons of these two main villains. They're like generals from Hurricaneer. Yeah, but that's just an excuse to say to just use the same uh, monster suit. Yep, save My some God, money, bro.
3: Who actually, who, actually, like, who actually like had kids with those two? I will never know.
1: I want you to know, Anthony. Jealousita found a wife and a human, and they might have a kid on the way. So, Jelicito can get some Anything's possible. That is also true. So, yeah. yeah um, that's the thing. Anyway, so, these two go to Earth, and they begin turning humans into chestnuts, which I'm hoping is a reference to something in Hurricanes there, because I don't think that's a ninja storm at all. Mm, Um, they're just
2: turning people into chestnuts okay
1: so they're hoping to cook them to make a missile to turn everyone into more chestnuts and as these two space ninjas descend on earth we see clips of former hurricanes Yosuke, Nanami, and Kota and they sense the space ninja aura of like them coming to earth and they stopped what they're doing. So, like, um, I think Kota was doing some car wash thing, and the others were all doing their own thing. I think Yosuke was actually helping some elderly
0: person with their day to day life. And uh, you got all... mixed up. Uh, Kota. Um, so, uh, Yosuke is Hurricane Red, and he just does odd jobs, like working at a car wash. Uh, Nanami, uh... Hurricane Blue, is a. Uh, pop star, like, she's a famous singer now. Um, and Kota, um, Hurricane Yellow works at an elderly retirement home. Okay, so I got him backwards. Damn. Okay.
1: Okay. Alright, anyway. So, Marvelous Zoe and Luca encounter deceased space ninjas, and they figure, ah eh, just another zoniac, we could take him on, no big deal here. Um, it's actually a pretty big deal because they get your asses handed to them despite the fact that they go and they use their own go-kai changes and everything. Um, and as, the, as they get your asses handed to them, the other three arrive and the space ninjas decide, you know what, peace out, we'll see y'all later. And you see at the end of the battle the hurricanes are starting to put on their ninja garb and are discussing what do we do with the ground power? Do we go to the Gokaizers, even though they're dirty pirates, or do we just kind of hold on to it? And Yosuke says, no, we should wait. We should see what they're all about first. Um, so back on the Gokai Galleon, Guy uses Book and Silver's power to track the two spacemen just using their uh, signature of energy. And... The Go Kaiser descend back on them and they start fighting. And they once again are separated, where Marvelous, Zoe, and Luca are sucked into a portal, trapping them in a different dimension, while Ahem, Guy, and Don are left in the real world to fight off like their fight, uh, Zonya people. And, uh, for Marvelous, Ahim, no, Marvelous, Luca, and Zoe, um, the two juniors, I'm not gonna try saying their names again. The juniors tell him, Hey, um, you're on this trivia set.